When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Monday, April 27th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. The NFL is back in the news, and not just because the draft is coming to Kansas City and Union Station next week. The first phase of organized team activities have started, and providing a preview today will be Coach Andy Reid and linebacker Nick Bolton. They spoke with reporters about what to expect as the offseason ramps up, They also spent some time discussing their Super Bowl lives, or lives since the Super Bowl. It's the second time for Reed, and of course, this is Bolton's first Super Bowl championship last season. You'll hear the entire question and answer session with reporters. Reed's up first. Okay, let's get started. We're going to go two weeks here with phase one, where uh, the players are away um, from the coaches, and they'll continue on with their strength program and conditioning. Um, a number of the guys went down to uh, Texas to be with Pat and do some work there. <clears throat> so what the, the reason why is uh, very similar to last year is that over the last five years, we've played a number of games and offseason short. So I, I want to make sure we give the guys enough time for recovery, and then we'll bring them back for uh, the phase two part, which is again in two weeks. We had some new additions to the coaching staff um, uh, on the offensive side. So the the new member is, is Todd Pinkston. He'll be working with the running backs. Uh, Porter Ellett will also work with him there as the assistant running back coach. Um, and then uh, some promotions that took place. Matt Nagy becomes the offensive coordinator. Joe Blaymeyer becomes pass game coordinator. Um, and then Connor Embry will work in, <coughs> excuse me, at the wide receiver spot. David Girardi, he'll work in with the quarterbacks. Um, Dan Williams moves from uh, the Bill Walsh position um, uh, into uh the offensive quality control coach uh, quarterbacks for uh, again, the offensive side. Then Kevin Saxton becomes my assistant uh, coach and he's worked with us uh, last year's training camp. So there'll be a nice promotion for him uh, from the college level. And then strength coach, Ryan Reynolds, Barry Rubin retired. So Ryan Reynolds will work in as the head strength coach. Uh, Spencer Reed um, will be, working with the team. He comes from BYU. And then uh, Greg Carbon um, also will be moved up um, in his position as an assistant strength coach. And then Nick Aceta will uh, be um, uh, the, uh, another new addition um, to, the, to the weight room. So we've got four, four strength coaches in there like we had in the past. Um, 
other than that, the defense uh, stays status quo with uh, the staff, the staff members there. With that, um, time's yours. Let's go first to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Hey, Coach, appreciate the time here. Hope you've been well. Uh, I know you've been doing this a long time. Not an, an old joke, I promise you that. But in your experience, what can you learn from these off-season workouts? This kind of phase one, phase two thing. I know you in the past you've let the guys kind of do their own thing for phase one. Is it a culture building? Is it a shaking off the rust? What can you gather from this time of the year? Yeah, so phase one is good for the offense, probably more so than the defense. Uh, defense, working with the Zoom part of it's important. Working with the strength and conditioning part is important. Uh, the offensive guys can get together and throw the ball around. You know, you don't, you can't do that on the defensive side necessarily. So uh, they'll get together and and um, and do that. Uh, the the reason I do it though, I mean, really, is because of the the time off. Uh, give the guys. I, I just want them to freshen up. I mean, that season doesn't seem like it was very long ago that you're playing in the in the Super Bowl and having the parade and. And then, you know, all of a sudden, bam, you're back into phase one. So it gives the guys an opportunity to kind of get away. <clears throat> Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy. Um, with the draft coming up, wanted to ask you, you guys have done a nice job of drafting and developing players in later rounds in, in the recent years. Is there something from a coaching uh, side of things that maybe you you uh, you can point to as, as a reason why maybe these guys are – Coming along, not just coming along, but coming along quickly. Yeah, well, since I've been here and John Dorsey started this, was uh, he brings the guys in and and they spend a ton of time together. They they go like eighteen straight days and <clears throat> in lockdown mode, and this is uh, kind of their second go round with that. But uh, and I'm saying all the scouts together, but I think the guys do a great job of accumulating information. Um, Brett obviously heads all of this up and and uh, stays very disciplined with it, which uh, is another thing. There are no shortcuts uh, that he takes. And uh, I think that that pays off in the long run. I mean, we'll, we'll have all the starters that we had this year starting. I mean, I can't say that this was a, a unique year, but um, I, I know that uh, Brett does a great job of getting everybody involved <laughs> coaches involved in it um, and, and scouts and and their opinions matter. And I, I think that uh, he's able to blend all that together and then make these picks. So he's, he's very thorough with that. Let's go next to Vahe. Go ahead, Vahe. Come on, Vahe. Doug, got it. There you go. Is it, is it working now? Okay. I thought you were blocking me, Brad. Uh, Andy, good to see you. Thanks for thanks for doing this. Um, I sort of a, a two parter, really. I you've had a few weeks, even months now, to kind of process what you just just had happen, and I wonder if you've had any specific feeling of a different impact or meaning to winning to winning a second Super Bowl. And and I'll I'll have a follow up, Brad. Yeah, I I really I probably haven't. Um, I the one thing I think you could do is you could. <laughs> you enjoyed it this time better than you did the last time. It just kind of slowed down a little bit for you. Um, but <clears throat> um, the, you're right back on it. I mean, we, right when we got done with the parade, um, 
I had to hire coaches. So, and that was a, a little bit longer process, uh, especially not only with the hiring, but then moving people around and making sure that that settled right. And, um, you know, so we, there hasn't been a lot of downtime or that we've been kind of cranking away and, and going, then you're right into free agency and into the draft now. So, um, it's been, it's been great. Uh, have I, have I learned anything from it? I can't, I can't tell you that anything's different, uh, other than it's a little bit shorter off season. And well, the follow-up is really, we know you're very process driven, right? And that, that, you know, your motivation, I think we all can assume is in the process a lot of times, but do you perceive any particular challenge to, for lack of a better term, motivation to avoid complacency around anybody that you're, you're coaching? What, what do you see in Patrick and everybody at, at this stage that way? Yeah, so I, I, I think the important thing um, is just the word you used was the process. I, I think that's that's most important. Don't No shortcuts. You just, uh, nothing that's really good comes easy. We know that. There are a lot of highs and lows or more games determined by seven points, you know, a score or less. Uh, so you, you've got to make sure that uh, you go through the process and and do the hard work and build a foundation. All those things become super important, uh, as they are every year. So you, the, the main thing is, that though, you don't cheat that. Don't cheat the process. And so that's, uh, that's kind of, uh, if I... If I'm sticking to one thing, I'd tell you it's it's that. I mean, I understand that. And uh, do you have to have a few breaks here and there? Absolutely, but don't skip the don't skip the work. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Coach uh, Brad. I'll have just a second one, if if if, if I could. Um, first of all, with the receivers, you guys end up losing Juju. You you lose McColl. How ready do you feel Kadarius and, and Sky Moore are, are able to pick up maybe where, where they left off? Yeah, Pete, I, I mean, I think it's important that um, that they continue to grow, both of them. Um, you know, KT now, he hasn't, he's not like a seasoned veteran in, in the league. He's a, he's still a relatively young guy and, and, um, and young in this offense. So uh, growth will be important how they handle this offseason, how they, um, how they handle uh, training camp and uh, you know that that whole workload that comes with it. But I'm expecting good things from them for sure. Uh, they're they're wired the right way, and they just gotta they just gotta keep improving and and developing that relationship with Pat. And you know, Tavahi's question there, Pete, that I mean, Pat's been on it right from the get go, so. <clears throat> he's been all over it and um and uh with the guys with the coaches he, he checks in all the time hey how we doing you know and free how, how we doing with the draft you know he's 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 interested in that which is which is unique uh i think um and so he you know he's either talking to myself or brett all the time and you guys were really successful with moving Orlando and having him be the left tackle. Now that you bring in Jawan, how confident are you that he can play left tackle? What are the plans? I know it's early just as of now in, in that regard. Yeah, I liked him. I liked his tape. Um, now we saw him firsthand a couple of times too. So 
and even though he was on the right side, I think he could transfer over to the left side. He's, he's really a good athlete. And, uh, and I think he's excited about that. And that doesn't mean he can't play the right side. I mean, if he's at another left tackle, he can play the right side. So he gives you flexibility. He probably could jump in a guard and he's smart. He probably could play center if we had to, but he, he's a, uh, he's a pretty talented kid and uh, look forward to getting him in here. I, I think uh, that was a great pickup by Brett. Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, Brad, I'll have a quick follow-up as well, if I could. Um, Coach, you mentioned the, the guys going down to Texas, uh, working and throwing. Uh, how much do you encourage that? Do you, you know, stress it, uh, emphasize it? Uh, you know, I know everything, you know, you get the voluntary stage, but how, how much can that benefit guys from, from being down there? Yeah, that's important too. I mean, it is voluntary. So, <clears throat> um, and <clears throat> but I think it's it's the way Pat handles himself um, to where the guys want to do it. I, I don't have to say a whole lot. Um, you know, they've actually been down there for a week with each other and they, you know, they rent a couple of homes down there and they do their thing. So I think it's a real positive thing. It's, it's a, a good team builder from, uh, from the wide receiver, tight ends, running backs and, and uh, quarterback position, they they they're able to kind of feel each other out, and talk to each other. <clears throat> it's good to have some guys that have been through it, so they can talk to the newer guys and help coach them up. And then uh, Coach Jalen Hurts, it was announced today, signed uh, the largest contract uh, per year. Uh, you know, Pat still has the largest one for total dollars, but per year it was out there. There's also some of the websites we're putting up like the top five average per year. Pat's not in that. I know that's the way of the league. It happens this way all the time. But when you hear that, is that something that gets you and Brett together and talking you two calling down to, to Patrick? Is it, is it, you, do you analyze where you're at with this contract and, and, and make sure you're in touch with him about, uh, you know, what, what future plans might be, if there's any alterations to it. Yeah. So listen, I don't, I'm not too involved in that part of it. Uh, uh, we've got people that, that actually do that. The Brant Tillises and Chris Shays and, and Brett obviously overlooks that side and Clark Hunt's very involved. So it's, uh, um, that's, uh, they always keep their eye on those things and, um, you know, they understand the value of Pat and obviously by, by the last, last contract, one crazy thing in this business as you know and really it's this way in every business <clears throat> right when you sign a big deal somebody's gonna beat you i mean it's a and and if you you know you can start chasing that and kind of forget about your job at hand but pat's got a great feel for all that stuff and um the main thing he wanted to do which my hat just goes off to him is he wanted to do a deal that was team friendly you know so that we could we could sign uh, if you lose a left tackle, you can go out and sign another one and 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 have that flexibility there. So, um, you know, I, I think he's got a great feel on all that. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, thanks, Brad. I'll have a uh, quick follow-up, too. Um, Andy, just with the draft being in Kansas City, you know, obviously, I, I think for all of us on this call, it changes a lot. But for you guys in the building, I mean, does anything change just with the location of it being here? You know, it, it really doesn't. Uh, we'll be right here in the building in the draft room. So that won't change at all. Um, I, I'm excited for the city. I, I, I think uh, obviously all these people that are coming in for this are, are excited. They're excited to be in Kansas City. It, 
you, you better, you know, you better get the barbecue uh, fired up and ready to go because you have a lot of folks here. And then the second thing I wanted to ask you, I think it's the first time we chatted with you since the NFLPA report came out. And obviously uh, there was some stuff in there about Rick and players felt discouraged from reporting their injuries. Just what was your takeaway from that? And is there any change in, in protocol and, and emphasis on, on trying to change that environment? Yeah, so that's a good question. Uh, Sam, I, <clears throat> that was done early in the season. We had a lot of new new folks in the building here and everything kind of starts in that training room. That's uh, Those are the first guys between the training room and the equipment room and weight room. That Those are the first people that are going to be seen. And <clears throat> that training room is, is not a, it's not leisure world, right? So that's a place that uh, you come in and you get your rehab done. It's not uh, you know, that, that's what it is. And that's, uh, that's how we do it here and other places do it different, but, um, or we're in there to, to fix your problems. And if you have a problem, we'll get it taken care of. And, uh, Rick is in a position where he's got to enforce that. I mean, that's just kind of the bottom line on it. And, uh, and so it's different. It's different when you get different people in and the trainer is normally not necessarily the good guy in those situations. So, it's uh, but but you know, there's a there's a reason why you have the training room, and but we've looked at all of this. We've we've evaluated it. We've looked at it. Um, you know, we're in a position now with our facility, which also got knocked down, <clears throat> where you know their future plans for whatever direction it goes uh, for new facilities. And so I lived this when I was in Philadelphia. Um, that takes time. It takes time to get all that planned out. And you're not going to take and put a whole load back into your facility that you have here uh, if there's future plans. So, um, you know, I get all of that too, right? Um, but we've tried to keep it <clears throat> where it's a great place to come to work. I think we do a good job with that. I don't think we're behind necessarily. Um, and things might not be as fancy as other places, but we normally come here to work hard. I think if you would have talked to the guys at the end of the season, they would have would have been probably a little different evaluation. We try to stay on top of all that, make sure we know how the guys are are feeling on that. We've got three more. We'll go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach, you know, you mentioned about the players meeting virtually again for this phase. That's something you did last year as well. Um, anything else that's really ch you're changing up for the OTAs this year, whether it's something that you want to do differently or something that Matt Nagy has wanted to do differently? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say different. Um, it would be the same format um, as, we, as we go into it. Um, so... Matt, I'd probably tell you no. I mean, there's nothing that we've made drastic changes on. Uh, now, we've gone through scheme evaluation, and so there are things that <clears throat> we'll take out and new things we'll put in and and do, um, and Matt's a big part of that too. So. Let's go next to Herbie T.O.B. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, good morning. All right, Herbie. You were, you were talking about some of the, the offensive players that you signed. Um, Defensively, there's a player there that kind of intrigues a lot of us. Linebacker Drew Tranquil. 
when you mentioned something about scheme evaluation, how does he fit in what you all want to do because of his starting experience? And you, you really seem kind of loaded at linebacker. Yeah, so, um, well, we, we're glad he's on our team, first of all. We've had to face him, you know, a couple times uh, every year. So uh, what we felt was this guy is a heck of a football player. Um, he'll add great uh, flexibility to Spags' group, which, you know, how Spags does it with different personnel groups in. Uh, there's plenty of room for all of them. Uh, and, uh, and, and listen, he, he's a good football player. He's a smart kid. He's got great size. He's got good strength. He can cover, you know, in other words, run and cover. So uh, we just had an opportunity to get him. I, I, I sure like the way he plays. We'll go last to Matt McMullen. Good, Matt. Hey, Coach. Um, you spoke a bit about how the draft is here in a few weeks. It's not too often that the commissioner goes up and congratulates the home city of the draft for being Super Bowl champions. Just curious for your expectations for how Chiefs Kingdom is going to represent here in a few weeks of the draft. Oh, they'll be out of they'll be out of control. It, it'll be it's right at the same place where we we finish the parade. And um, if it's anything like that, it'll be. Uh, it looks like the second coming right there on the hill. It's unbelievable. It's a, it's a monster of people. It'd be a great deal. I think they'll represent very well. And then you're going to have all these people coming from out of town too that are, that are just uh, interested in the National Football League and the draft and, and thus uh, uh, interested in when they come here to Kansas City. So I think it's great for the economy of Kansas City. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says Start a Subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. Uh, we'll kick it off. We'll start first with Todd Palmer. Go ahead, Todd. Uh, hey, Nick. Thanks for joining us today. Um, I was just curious, you you know, you came after the team had been to back-to-back -back Super Bowls. Um, and so I was curious, what's the best advice you've received from some veterans on the team about how to approach and handle the offseason coming off a of Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, first and foremost, man, he's got to rest, uh, spend some time with family, friends, uh, things you don't really get to uh, spend a lot of time on uh, during this course of football season. Then uh, in terms of football, man, just kind of just regress. Uh, Rest, recover, uh, stretch a little bit, and um, and also, man, just so football is an annual thing, and so uh, I mean, can you pay your dues annually? Uh, so you gotta come out the next year, man. He's gotta go out there and compete, uh, and try to try to get back into the same thing again. So uh, that's that's the challenge that we have. I was not being complacent, um, just working every single day to get back to to where we want to be. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Nick. Thanks again for this. Um, what do you feel like you grew the most last season? Um, in winning the Super Bowl, and where do you feel uh, you feel most excited about this upcoming season? 
Yeah, man, uh, I think my, my leadership role is ever revolving. Uh, it's kind of one of those things that just, just keeps growing uh, as we keep going. Uh, and I'm loving it. Um, and so I, I feel like that's a nice challenge going into this year. I'm trying to up up my level of communication, leadership. Uh, that's one of the biggest things I know uh, that's going to be needed for this season. Um, and also, man, and, uh, just, just being around the guys, uh, being around, around your brothers, uh, some things, some things you miss, uh, you don't really realize until it's just boom, it's over with and you just got to spend a couple months at just by yourself and, uh, uh, you miss those guys. So, uh, getting back in the building with those guys, man, uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm excited for when we get back in the building. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hi, Nick. I, I know you're constantly focused on the opposing offense, but you guys saw Drew Tranquil twice a year. Now he comes into your room, you know, as the leader, as you were describing, what do you think he might bring to the room and, and to the table? Yeah, when you come on the tape, man, uh, you, you can see how intelligent Drew Tranquil is, uh, how much he'll help us uh, in terms of uh, adding more uh, ability to pass coverage, uh, blitzing, uh, runs. Uh, he does it all, man. And so, uh, again, a veteran guy, uh, a, a very vet veteran for us. Uh, we got a lot of young guys in the room. And so uh, having, having that guy, having that experience uh, to kind of bounce off ideas with, uh, he's seen a lot of football. I know it'd be beneficial for me, uh, especially just me not playing a lot of football. Or I played two years, but I still have a lot of football ahead of me. And um, I'm still learning and still trying to evolve and still trying to learn more. And so uh, having a guy like that in the room, and um, uh, I've texted him with him, had conversations with him, and had his uh, ability to kind of pick his brain a little bit. Uh, you can tell his IQ's off the charts. So uh, I'm excited for what he brings into the building and um, whenever we get to the football season. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Nick, appreciate the time, man. Hope you're well. You talked about wanting to become a better communicator and leader. I mean, it's different skill set from athletics. Like if you want to become a better tackler, you just tackle more and more. But as far as communication, how do you work on that with so many new faces? You're talking about Drew Tranquil. How do you become a better communicator, I guess? Yeah, I feel like uh, first and foremost is kind of understanding the person, uh, understanding your teammates. Uh, that's probably the first and foremost thing. And uh, everybody's a little bit different. Everybody uh, takes leaderships a little a little different. Uh, and what gets them going, uh, what motivates them is a little bit different. So I uh, think just having this conversation with them, get to know your teammates, uh, figure out what makes them tick. Uh, and after that, man, it's just uh, uh, trying to figure out how you can make the best version of yourself to get the best out of them. And um, I think I feel like that's kind of the thing I'm kind of bobbing about. Uh, I understand how to get the best out of me and what I need to do, uh, but also just kind of get the best out of the other people around me, uh, how I can get them uh, mostly invested uh, in every week and every game and, um, and, and try to get back to the end goal. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Nick. Todd, Todd asked you kind of, you know, about coming off a Super Bowl in your offseason, but now that you've got a couple of years under your belt, how do you manage your offseason maybe differently than you did you know, last year or as a rookie? And how important are these, you know, two weeks? And, and you know, Coach Reed says he gives you these two weeks to kind of continue the recovery from you know a long season. How important are those to you now that you, you know, you're you're more of a veteran? Yeah, uh, most definitely. Uh, going coming into the coming into the league and uh, my first year, uh, kind of kind of worked out a little earlier. Uh, kind of try to get more. Uh, I guess field work done, agility wise stuff, and um, just kind of transition long seasons. Kind of got to rest your body, get you get you come in mentally fresh, physically fresh, and um, just kind of resting a little bit. Um, then when it's time to go, uh, kind of ramp it up a little bit and just kind of add a little bit more and find new details. Um, we still got all the way uh, technically like, until, until June until we start training camp. So we're just trying to uh, add, add to your stock until then, whether it be flexibility, IQ, uh, to watch a little tape. Uh, Hanging, hang out with your teammates, bonding, that type of stuff. So uh, I got, I got quite a while until until we get towards the training camp part. But uh, I feel like it just just resting your body, uh, being more mentally, physically fresh. Um, I feel like it is important. And then Coach Reed does a, a great job throughout the season, kind of helping us with that, and also uh, gives us an extra two weeks off uh, to kind of trying to get more fresh as well. We've got three more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Matt McMullen. Good, Matt. 
Hey, Nick, uh, I know you're always looking ahead and trying to get better, but so what's it mean to you that in your second year as a professional, you're already a Super Bowl champ and you scored a touchdown as a defensive player in the Super Bowl? Yeah, man, it's still a crazy experience, man. I'm still still trying to soak it in. Uh, it's one of those things that just you keep watching it and you really don't understand the magnitude of it, uh, especially me. So my second year, so I, I guess I guess ignorance is not not a bad thing uh, in, in terms of that. But uh, yeah, uh, it's just man, it's, it's, it's excitement, man. It just makes you makes you feel ready to go for the next season. Um, a lot of people talk about winning a Super Bowl and how how, how addicted and how that motion, how that feeling is, man. And uh, you can't really explain it until you win one. Uh, then it's also like you're always trying to get another one. So. Uh, that, that's kind of like my mindset is, and I'm just trying to come back in uh, day one, uh, kind of trying to scratch the surface, man, start over, and uh, just trying to get better every single day and trying to get back to that end goal. Last two, we'll go Adam and then Nate. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Nick. Um, similar question to what Matt Derrick asked you a couple minutes ago, but you played a lot of snaps last year during the regular season. You played a lot in the three playoff games. So what have you been up to since the Super Bowl to sort of um, try to re- recover from all that uh, that workload? Yeah, man, I just been been resting, um, sleeping, uh, spent a lot of time with my, my family and my dog, man. I feel like that kind of helps me refresh. Uh, I'm a big family guy. Um, be around my my, my family, uh, my friends, and and that's probably the biggest thing for me. Uh, a lot of, a lot of spending a lot of time during football season, kind of locked in, uh, kind of away from those things. And so when I get a chance to uh, to be with family uh, and, and enjoy that, man, that's probably the biggest thing for me. Uh, it helps you get mentally fresh, uh, physically fresh, and you understand your why and why you're doing it. Um, I feel like that's important, uh, especially when you got a long season ahead of you, uh, especially with ups and downs of how football is. And um, again, things can change in a life flash. And so just t- taking the chance to be around family and enjoy those little things that we really take for granted. Uh, I feel like that's huge. We'll go last to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. I'm going to ask two quick ones, Nick. Um, mm-hmm. Give an assist to Todd. What kind of dog do you have? Uh, what's the dog's name? And then secondly, um, when you compare to what you envisioned it would be like to win a Super Bowl and to go through a championship parade, um, did it come, was it comparative to what you envisioned or was it slightly different? Yeah. Uh, first, uh, my dog got an XL bully, uh, St. Hendricks, uh, is his name. Uh, he's one now the biggest baby you'll ever see. Uh, I mean, he's, he's a whiner man for a pit bull, but, uh, in terms of Super Bowl, man, uh, again, Chiefs Kingdom was great, man. Uh, the parade, uh, even after the parade, just around the community, the, the energy, uh, that, 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 that when the Super Bowl brought back, man, it, it was phenomenal. Uh, those, those guys, Mizzou guys, uh, uh, Mizzou grads, Mizzou alums, uh, I mean, they've been, been great as well, man. Uh, every time I see them in, in public, man, it's big MIZ. So I'm loving it, uh, even at the parade. And so when the Super Bowl, man, it, it was everything I expected it to be, uh, even more, uh, even playing in that venue and having that, that, that moment with my family uh, after the game and winning. And, um, Again, that, yeah, it's more and more than what you ever can expect it. But again, it's kind of kind of the feeling now. I'm feeling like I want to do it again. Uh, so that's kind of like my mindset, and uh, that's kind of where I'm going from here. All right, Nick, we appreciate you joining us. Thanks for taking the time. Oh, no problem, and I appreciate everybody. It's good seeing y'all again. You too. We'll see you soon. That will do it for today. Thanks to Randy Mason for putting together the show, and to our Sportsbeat KC staff of Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. Today's Morning Sports Edition, 28 pages full of baseball, golf, auto racing, the NBA playoffs, previewing the Stanley Cup playoffs, everything in the weekend. It's right there in one digital sports section. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day. <laughs>